Here we are live on the Green and White Report here on WDBM East Lansing. Thank you so much for joining us here on another Sunday morning. It is quite the morning we are having. I'm Brennan Shabath, joined by my co-host Zach Slowick and uh, Matt Merrifield and a reluctant Liam Jackson is here as well. We had quite the night last night, the four of us, and, quite and the last two nights, and the the, the yes. group of the Impact uh, Sports Department um, has had just a wild time. Some alums were in town over the weekend that we got to see. We celebrated some graduates from the radio station over the weekend as well. One of the graduates is here today. Uh, Liam Jackson's going to be leaving us soon enough. Liam, this is your last show. This is a sad moment. It is, and <clears throat> my voice is a little scratchy today. Um, a lot of celebrating, like you said, at the banquet basketball game yesterday we were at. Um, but it is my last show, and happy to be here, but it is a little bittersweet. Well, I hope for your sake when we get to the pick you can at least go out on a better note than you have <laughs> this year because it's been rough. Uh, you know what, and all I have to say is at least he won the college one by... I think he won by ten. Yeah, I used all I used all my magic. Yes, on the, the on the yeah, on the Spartan Red magic. Zone podcast, but, uh, our college football podcast. That NFL effect, he he doesn't translate. He's not a good scout. Yes, I'll put it at it's like an, like an Ohio State quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. Fair enough. <laughs> well, Christmas is near. Finals week has technically officially started here in East Lansing. For much of us journalism majors, it's pretty much over. Most of the. Uh, Final projects were already due. There aren't many exams in the journalism classes. Um, so for those of you that are still taking classes, best of luck on finals. Uh, but also, nanner, 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 I'm done. Um, it's been quite the week in sports, uh, in the sports world since we last had a show. So on the docket today, uh, the Detroit Football Lions have made their way One uh, into the show because they are, according to ESPN, sniffing around the playoffs right now. MSU Hockey is also a group we're going to talk about. They might be back. Um, Matt Merrifield, we are, we're going to change the pick today because this dude has just dominated, embarrassed all of us in every facet. What is your secret sauce before we, before we get to the pick later in the show? Um, I guess pick the opposite of what you guys pick. But. Okay, that's a fair point. Well, you're going to go first today. If, so. if I, that's fine. If, so. I had to, if I had to guess, I would say pay attention to bye weeks. Pay attention to what, what teams play. Monday and Thursday. The longer, the longer break and the, the quicker turnaround. Take the Jets. Um, and always take the Jets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then debate whether or not to take the Colts every week and then end up taking the Colts to at least cover. They didn't cover last week. <laughs> no, yeah, they did no, not. No, they did not. That was a big one last week. Uh also on the docket, it's a bad year to be an overdog in college basketball right now. Holy upsets in this damn sport, um, and we love it. And yes, as we mentioned, this is Liam's last show, so he'll have another uh, edition of Gambling Corner and In or Out uh, coming up at 12.43 before we get to the 1 p.m. NFL games. And that's where we're going to start today with the Lions. Uh, they take on the Vikings today at 1 o'clock at Ford Field. Shout out former Impact Sports Editor Trent Bally. I'm taking the shout out was, away. He's right taking the shout out away from Trent Bally. Yeah, for those that are unaware, Trent was reportedly, according to sources, supposed to stay at the residence of Zach Slowick, who sits across the table from me last night, and promptly disappeared. 
towards the end of the night, um, and it took us about three hours to find him until Trent he finally okay. until, until he finally just answered my phone call after about fifty of them. Yeah, um, I believe he woke up with a hundred and twenty text messages and forty two missed calls. Yeah, and he but, was just sleeping at his yes, cousin's place. Did, who lives did, didn't tell anybody four blocks away from where him. he was going. But yes, Trent is okay. So a half shout out for him today. But he is going to be at this game. Um, and a game that, for the first time in Super Bowl era, a ten and two team, the Vikings, is the underdog to a five and seven team in the Lions. What a wild! Start. Um, the Lions are favored by one and a half, according to FanDuel. Um, and I'll start this segment by mentioning that Vegas always knows. Um, but this is a really interesting Lions team to me. I'll admit that I was wrong about them at the start of the year. I still don't think they're great, and in the research that I have done. It's still an outside chance with a capital O to make the playoffs here. They sit at five and seven right now. Could move up to six and seven, obviously, today with a win over the Vikings. But Bears and Packers both have a bye this week, so not much they can do um, as far as distancing themselves from the rest of the NFC North. Um, but I will say, Liam, you and I talked about this the day after the game against the Jaguars. Um, I think I've seen two of the best performances from the Lions that I have ever seen in my lifetime, and that is the first half against the Washington Commanders in Week 2, where they had just had a good performance against the Eagles and lost. We knew the Eagles were going to be a good team. Turns out they're the best team in the NFL. Um, and then they, they, they dominated Washington in every facet uh, for the first 30 minutes of that game. Um, and then, like we talked about, the Jacksonville Jaguars game. 40-14 to 14 win won all three facets of the game, um, completely dominated a Jaguars team who came in with the same record, trying to do some of the same things, fight for a wild card spot over in the AFC. Um, that was really fun. It felt good, but also very strange. Like I found myself in like the middle of the third quarter like going on my phone and not watching the game because they were up so much, and I, I didn't care. I didn't have any worries that this game was going to go get, you know, get awry. And... That's strange as a Lions fan. Yeah, I've had that feeling about uh, two Michigan State football games in the past. Uh, Indiana this year and then Illinois 2019. <laughs> well, those um, were both wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm always scared. Right. My, I have been jarred right. one too many times by the Spartans and ten too many times by the Lions. Yes. But Liam, you were really impressed by the Lions against the Jaguars. Yeah, and I think... Oh my goodness, this is going to be a grind today, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you got to battle it. No better way to go out. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, the fact that Dan Campbell um, took all that criticism, and some of it deservedly so, but uh, to be 1-6 and six in the middle of your second year and still keep that locker room and bounce back mid-year, um, and even if they don't make the playoffs, and I don't, ex- I don't, like you said, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but I think that it's, I think the season is a win, in my opinion, as long as they don't, royally messed up these last uh what do they got five games left so um i think getting to seven wins even eight wins is a win on the year and um you have that rams pick so you're gonna be picking in the top 10 most likely um baker, baker mayfield. mayfield needs to chill out that's yeah, stupid relax. that they won that game but it'll still be a pretty high pick and you don't um you won't hear media talking about how they're winning uh meaningless games messing up draft picks because this team is young and the coaching staff is young and they need to learn how to win and stack wins so i think it's important um but yeah the jet like you said the jags game was i've never felt that much serotonin watching a lions game in my life i don't think it just seems like every time they had the like well not it didn't seem like every time they had the ball other than when nate sudfeld took a couple knees 
um, they scored and they the defense made plays. Hutchinson got another sack. Uh, James Houston's sack that he had um, was the, the greatest defensive move I've ever seen. That was awesome. Well, I yeah. also thought that Trevor Lawrence just absolutely yeah. got his leg ripped off or was snapped. Yeah, that was nasty looking. I, it was a Lawrence Taylor type of just beat you the guy on the outside, but you're coming from the back, and it's a clean hit, but you fall weird. Sweet move, though. Yeah. You, but, you hit him he, with the Euros. He's played 17 snaps and has three sacks as a six-round pick. And So Brad Holmes is a wizard in the draft. Uh, he's second in rookies and sacks, and like I said, 17 snaps is crazy. And uh, who's first? Aiden Hutchinson. Uh has six now. I think he got a half a sack. I think they credited him with half. So I think he has six. But yeah, I mean, and so anywhere they draft, I trust Brad Holmes. That's why I don't care about the wins. And obviously, getting in the playoffs would be awesome. And the way this team's playing right now, I'm not kidding. I think they could win a playoff game if, depending on the, the matchup, because I think they can, like you said, they can hang with anybody. They proved it this year. Um, that offense is is legit. Ben Johnson's a wizard. Is why I keep saying. I need to stop saying wizard. Pay ben, that man. Ben Johnson's great at his job. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, they're able to retain him because the, he will be a head coach one day and he'll be a good head coach, I think. Yeah, you bring up the playoffs. I was doing the research last night. And they, they essentially got a win out, which is very possible. There's a tough game on the road against the Jets. Then they got Bears and Packers still, and anything can happen against the NFC North um, opponents. But um, there is an avenue for it. And, you know, winning out is not entirely out of the realm of possibility. You mentioned the one and six start. Since then, and since trading TJ Hawkinson, who promptly made some dumb quote after he was traded about he can finally go to a place and win, um, since then, both teams, the Vikings and the Lions, who we'll see today, are 4-1 and one in those five games. The Lions have a plus 43-point differential, and the Vikings have a minus 22-point differential. Team out there in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean they're... they're a mismanaged game from Detroit away from having a third loss. Um, a Josh Allen fumble on his own one-yard line with, what was it, 19 seconds left in the damn game um, from having a fourth loss. Um, th- this is a-, a Vikings team who has gotten pretty lucky in some of the close games, um, and you can't help but feel like you know their number, their name is going to be called soon for one of those tough losses, and with the line at one and a half, it could be today. Um, so my question is not... Uh, can the Lions win this game? Obviously, they can win. They're the damn favorites. You know, they have a good chance to win. This is this is a good football team, and I think they match up pretty well with Minnesota. Um, the question is: is can they continue to turn this corner? Because they have turned a corner, but you can regress. You know, three steps forward, two steps back. We've seen that a lot with the Lions, um, and, and get away from that godforsaken term, SOL. And, and get away from that curse because this would not be a surprise as a typical Lions game that this team loses um, where they've got momentum at 4-1. and one. They're the favorites. Um, it's an it's a in-division opponent. Um, that, that Ford Field is going to be rocking today. I'm sure it's already jumping down there in downtown Detroit. Ford Field is going to be sold out and going to be a blast. Um, and they go out there and disappoint. Um can they get over this? I hope so. Um, but I think I've seen enough SOL already in the, in the Dan Campbell era that I don't have a ton of confidence that this is a game where they go out and do what they're supposed to do. Can I just say, we're in, regardless if they lose in horrible fashion in any of these last games or today, 
we're in December and they're playing games that matter. Yep. In Dan Campbell's second year, um, they're selling out Ford Field. They're selling standing room only tickets today. That's a win. We're in December. There's been plenty of times, especially recent years with Patricia, that that you couldn't you you could buy a Lions ticket at the front at the front gate for like ten bucks right before a game because people didn't want to watch this team. This team had given up at this point in the year, but. They, nobody wants to play. I can guarantee you, nobody around the league wants to play this team. So, I I I I want to stay away from the SOL term just because I I think that this team is super young and super energetic, and I kind of think that this is. I I really do think they're turning a corner, and I, I I'm glad I'm happy to be on record saying that, and I don't think that they're going to prove me wrong. I think I'll be able to look back at um this take in two three years and and be happy with myself for for saying it so i'm on the record saying i think sol is close to being out the door and i think that this is going to be the regime that turns the lions around yeah and i mean i am going to toot my own horn because my prediction in the beginning of the year is looking very realistic i said, you said six right i wins yeah i said they were going to go eight and nine or nine and eight. Oh, wow. i was the highest one You're way up there yeah yeah I so think I, I, was, yeah. I was the highest um and everyone's like oh you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy but i do i do think there's a chance um, a pretty good one that they only lose one or two more games this year. Today could be one of those games, um, but a nine and eight team, you're it's going to be tough to get in the playoffs. But that is a bubble, a bubble team. And the issue too is that they lost to Seattle already. Who Seattle's looking like they're going to be a wild card team for yeah. the most part, barring and, some unforeseen circumstances. Gunsling and Geno and K nine are kind of doing their thing, uh, fighting out the there. Grit. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that's that really hurts them because Seattle's going to have that tiebreaker and anything close. Well, and then the NFC East is just—I mean, yeah, every team's going to get in. It's a gauntlet right now, and it's—it's—I don't think it's sustainable um, because they all have to start playing each other for the second time now. Um, I—I think it's the Cowboys, the Cowboys or the Giants. Their like last four games is division, 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 like. Th- just th- all three teams in the d- division in a row to end the year. Um, yeah, but the, the 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 thing with the NFC East for me is like, yes, they're all all four of them are good and and fighting for a playoff spot. But the Lions already beat the bottom two. They beat the Giants and they beat the Commanders, so they have the tiebreakers over those. Yeah, and I mean um, the Eagles already have clinched yeah, a spot. Yeah, so the the biggest the biggest issue in the team I'm worried about is Seattle. Yeah, um, and so you know every game moving forward, you got to root. Against the Seahawks, oh. there were a couple of plays in that Seahawks game that are really going to come back to haunt the yeah, Lions if they definitely. actually if the Lions do their part. Um, and it's, if it comes down to the Seahawks tiebreaker, that that's really going to suck. A couple fourth down plays, yep. Uh, the refs messing up the clock, um, and then the Seahawks getting another chance and scoring a touchdown. But we'll see. And that defense not getting a stop. The offense scoring forty five points and losing. <laughs> like I mean, there's 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 multiple games. The the Philly game was close. That yeah. The last drive against the Bills. The Vikings game obviously mismanaged Down at in the Dallas. end. Um, there's if if they miss this playoff chance by a game or, or one spot, you know that we're going to look back at three or four. And mind you, we still have five games left for them to mess it up again. We're going to look back at three or four games where it's like you know they were there, um, and it was coaching for a lot of them. Um, and obviously the refs play their part too. It's Detroit, you know they have no luck with that. Area, but Matt, I want to ask you. You're, you're the resident non-Lions guy, um, who can kind of put his bias aside a little bit. What's your? I mean, we'll get into the pickums, so I don't want to spoil it yet. But but what's your take 
Um, on the way this Lions team has played the last five games, you know, you're the, the resident Colts fan. Um, you you are the, the NFL guru, so to speak, with the way the Pick'em has gone this year. Give us your wise words on how you feel about this wonderful Detroit football Lions team. I said this, I don't know if we were talking, we talked about this similar situation, I think it was like week four, week five, where while the Lions did, weren't getting results early in the year, I think they just look like a different team. This is a Lions team for the first time in my life. I actually would sit down and watch, like even when the, the years where they were good, with Stafford and Calvin Johnson, yeah, they were entertaining. But like, I enjoy watching the Lions play this year. Uh, the, their offense, when everybody's healthy, with Amon um, Ross, Swift, and Jamal Williams, looks great. Um, the rest of the way going forward, I do think they win today. Like, not going to tip my cap, uh, or I mean, they're going to cover the one and a half if they win. But um, I think, I think they lose next week. I think they go nine and eight, and obviously they'll probably miss the playoffs by a game, which would be very disappointing. But I still. You go nine and eight in year two with Dan Campbell. You're going to have a top six pick with the Rams. You're going to have that second first round pick. Please don't take a quarterback. I'm begging you. Will uh, Levis is not your future. Go ahead. Uh, Rappaport today came out with the. Um, he said that the Lions were Goff as their quarterback, and and, and he's not. They he basically said he's not a placeholder. They're happy with Goff, so they're going to. They have, like you said, the draft. Five, we have five top seventy five picks coming up. And we've seen what Brad Holmes is able to do. So I think that if they just stock this team full of talent, I think Goff is good enough to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the at the here's the thing: Goff is a Super Bowl quarterback. Plain and simple. That's, that's a, a good that's, offense. That's a, that's a fact. Um, I mean, it's a top three, four offense in the league, right? right. Now. No, yeah. But, but the, and going into this year, I was I was out on Jared Goff. I didn't think he was the guy. I thought he was a bridge until. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, somebody like that, and in watching neither, the, the, please. The, yes, yeah, and watching the college games this year, I don't want anybody to be under center that's currently uh, at a collegiate university, except for the maybe Lions. Caleb Williams. Uh, no, he's even, a cold. Even, even Caleb, Stars. even even Caleb he's Williams. No, um, but I I don't know that Goff necessarily fits the timeline that the Lions have in the fact that. This is still a Lions team from competing for a Super Bowl, which is the benchmark in the NFL. And, and I know it, it feels weird talk, saying that for the Lions, but Goff is a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, and if you think he can be back there, it's still going to take another two at the minimum, three, four years for them to put the right pieces around him to get to that spot. I don't know if in three or four years Goff is the same level that we see Today and that's fine. I mean, they, I, I like, like you said, I, I was, I held the same sentiment be, beginning of the year. I wasn't very high on golf, but they can say right now that he's the guy and he will be the guy. <clears throat> but like you said, I don't think that this team is close to being a Super Bowl contender. I think they're on the right track um, in the long run, but things in the NFL change week to week. Like takes. Um, um, storylines change week to week. So in, in two, three years, there could be um, another quarterback that's disgruntled and wants out, and the Lions could go get him. Baker Mayfield. No. <laughs> uh, Lamar was kind of that guy that a lot, a lot of Lions fans He liked to. the tweet. He did like he a tweet. He liked the Lions yeah. tweet. He did, um, which would be a lot of fun. But I, like, there's always going to – like every year it seems like a big quarterback is on the move. So um, – and I try fully trust Brad Holmes with um, these type of decisions, and we've seen it has 
uh, direct relation to the Lions. We saw the, the Rams go out th- and get their quarterback in Matthew Stafford, take him away from the Lions and get a Super Bowl. And now that that uh, that isn't looking great now, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, so it's great. But um, but there's always going to be that guy that um, is going to be available each year. And like you said, I, if I was – if I was an NFL player, I'd, I'd, it's, I would be looking at this Lions offense and Ben Johnson and all the uh, talent they have. Jameson Williams making his real debut probably today, probably going to yeah. some real snaps today. Uh, but, like, all all this talent, that offensive line, um, I don't know why you would say no to the Lions if if um, if you're a free agent or right. a quarterback looking for a new home. So I think they're in a great spot. Now you bring up Lamar Jackson. I'll never forget when I was lucky enough last year um, – the Baltimore Ravens came into town to play the Lions, and we all remember that, that a, game. The that was a sucky game. The histor- it wasn't, though. They were down a bunch, and then they came back with a couple interceptions, and Jared Goff led a couple nice drives. And the end of the game. Then the sucky. end of the game was sucky, and yeah. uh, Justin Tucker, the greatest field goal kicker of all time, kicked the greatest field goal of all time, literally. Um, but I was lucky enough to work that game for the Ravens. A professor here at Michigan State knows a former student who works for the Ravens currently, and she reached out and said, hey, we need one student uh, to work the game as an assistant for us, uh, one of our video crews. Um, so I was, like, in the Ravens locker room, you know, seeing all the guys before the game. Uh, I remember texting my roommate, just, like, famous people that was were walking past me. Just <laughs> I'd just send them names. Um, and it took everything in me to not, like, go up to Lamar and be like, hey, you like this place? Like, you know, you should come here in like a year or two uh, and come play here. He plays well at Ford Field, too. He was a dog that game, I remember. But, uh, yeah, when they got that pick at the end of the game, they came and celebrated. I was, like, carrying batteries and, like, a tripod for this dude who was working in post-production for the Ravens. And the Lions got that interception. Loudest stadium I've ever been in when that interception Ford was Field made. Ford Field gets going. Yeah, dude. Um, and they came and celebrated right in front of my guy's camera. I, the whole, all 11 were right in front of me, like across the distance of this table. It was crazy. Um, it, it was really fun to see. But my biggest worry in this game today is we the, we talk about the offense of the Lions. And the defense has had some brighter spots. I think Okuda has been impressive. Obviously, we talked about Houston. Um, Aiden Hutchinson has... I don't think lived up to number two pick potential, but he's been very good, um, and, and he 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 tends to get lost out there sometimes and can go quiet. Um, but he he's been more than serviceable at least. Um, but obviously, the, the the focal point of this team is the offense, um, and it's the same for the Vikings on the other end. And I, I the Lions historically have not done well in shootout games um, that get above the thirties and forties, and. I think there's a really good chance that that's what happens in this game. Uh, I don't think these defenses are necessarily equipped to um, stop either of these offenses. And my biggest, my biggest overall concern is the kick time. It's one o'clock on a Sunday, and Kirk Cousins is going to be in the building. Uh, a homecoming, that is true. a homecoming for him. That does not bode well for Detroit at all. Um, but yeah, I, I they just don't do well in shootouts, and I'm not sure that the defense is going to be able to get one stop maybe that they need late in the game uh, to kind of pull this one out. And you know what, Henry uh, Menegos, our friend of the program, who is also um, impacts true Vikings fan, um, and we were talking last night, and he pretty much was just like, it's going to be whoever has the ball last, because neither of these defenses. I mean, we could be very wrong, but we don't think either of these defenses are really going to get any stops. Um, and and then it's just going to be well, whoever 
makes a kick or gets a Jamal Williams one-yard rushing touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, whoever wants to kick it from 68 yards. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these squads, thankfully it is um, a short list for both of them. Derek Barnes, Chase Lucas, and Evan Brown. Um, or excuse me, Coyote uh, Awasoka or Awosika, uh, Derek Barnes and Chase Lucas out for the Lions. Evan Brown is doubtful. Um, Jeff Okuda and Khalif Raymond are questionable. Um, need Jeff today. Yeah, definitely need, need Okuda. That's going to be huge. Get by Thielen in the first Minnesota game. Uh, for the Vikings, defensive end uh, Jonathan Ballard is out. Uh, Harrison Smith. Uh, free safety Garrett Bradbury, who's a center, and Christian Darisaw, who's an offensive tackle, are both listed as questionable. Um, questionables usually usually turn into outs by the time kick comes around, or ends. So, more, more of that. More yeah. on that later. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. No, sometimes little, they play. Little pre, I guess, but for the most time, sometimes they don't. Questionable. That's why is, they're questionable because they don't know. If if you were to say you were gonna, if someone's asking you if you're gonna go to a party and you say it's questionable, you, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're probably not going to that party, right? I might have to another party to attend first, and then maybe I'll make an appearance. Well, these guys aren't playing in another NFL game before this one. Maybe they are mad. Um, who knows? But yeah, to match up with, with with Justin Jefferson and the rest of the this Viking squad. Uh, Lions definitely need Jeff Okuda today. Who he, We have to give him his flowers. He has been fantastic um, this season. Really fun to watch. And, and a, a feel-good story, too, in the fact that not a lot of people liked this guy after his first year. And everybody was calling him a bust. What was it? Three or four games in? And he was getting cooked in his first year. And there's there's no way to, to sugarcoat that. Um, but man, the turnaround he has had, and just uh, we we, we should have known it was an Ohio State defensive back. We we should have known better. I compare. Well, oh, sorry, go go, oh, okay. Um, when you're the highest ever drafted corner, you're gonna have expectations. When you were drafted, the only two players um, that were ever drafted in the top five that play your position before Jalen Ramsey, who is the current best of corner defensive back in football, and Deion Sanders. Those are the only two defensive backs besides Jeff Okuda that have been drafted in the top, or not, sorry, not defensive back, corners that have been drafted inside the top Didn't five. Didn't Ramsey get babied by somebody a couple weeks ago? Uh, he, someone someone was talking smack to him, stepped over him or something like that. Uh, yeah, people have kind of, the Rams defense sucks. But also speaking so, of Deion Sanders, how about Coach Prime, CU Boulder, huh? Yeah, and I have a strange feeling um, that... Michigan State will no longer be Portal U. Um, I have a, a very strong feeling that the transfer portal will be running through Boulder, Colorado. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's already he's already got some that are coming from Jackson State with him. Yeah. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, I don't know what he's doing because he, when Dion was talking to his team in that first video, he's like on Instagram Live, like, I'm coming, coach, like acting like he's there. And then somebody was like, Post like Travis Hunter expected to post a boulder, and he's like, "I'm not expected to do anything. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, I never said anything." Everyone's like, "What do you what? mean?" <laughs> like, you he's were saying, "I'm coming." Leaving. Yeah, he's Dion's but, guy, so we'll see. But I mean, Alabama and Florida State could offer him the bag, and yeah, they were in his top three. So I mean, yeah, we'll I was I was gonna say the Jeff Okuda thing. I'm I think of him similar to the way I think of Killian Hayes um, on the Pistons. Because their draft position and all the expectation, and then a slow start, and just like Okuda, Killian's been playing great. Um, but 
he is so important, especially today, because I mentioned earlier, Amani Owarie, um was a big reason why the Lions lost to Minnesota the first game, uh, the first time they played earlier in the year, because I think he had like I, I think he had six or seven pass interference calls against him. He literally couldn't just he could he could not stay with Thielen. And I know that Glenn Aaron Glenn has changed up the defensive scheme a lot since then. Um, they've gone they've played a lot less uh, press man coverage, but um, they those receivers with Thielen and Jefferson um, are a problem and will be today for the Lions uh, defensive back. So. Okuda is going to play a big part in that. He already he already he already kept Jefferson to one of his worst games of his career, um, week three or four, whenever they played. So yeah, he needs to he needs to replicate that performance if they're gonna if they're gonna have a chance a chance to win today. Yeah, and it's really I I'm always surprised that Adam Thielen doesn't have bigger weeks more frequently. He's, he's old. Well, yeah, but or like KJ Osborne or somebody have a big week there. Oh, he had a big touchdown against the Lions. No, I know, because Justin Jefferson draws so much attention, there's always safety help over top of him. Like, their other receivers should just be phenomenal. I mean, look at T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins is a freak in itself. Yeah. But Jamar Chase gets taken out of the game, T. Higgins, 200 receiving yards. Like, so you can't, it is like a checks and a balance. And I think if the Vikings get another true wide receiver, it is going to be Terrifying. Question for you, Zach. Yes. Who is older, Randall Cobb or a- Adam Thielen? Oh, it should be don't Randall s- Cobb. But it's don't probably tell Thielen. me it's Adam Thielen. Is it really? How this, old is the, he? The same age. They that, they have the same birthday. Oh my goodness. August twenty second, nineteen ninety. Cobb. What a name. Yeah. That came he's, out of nowhere. He's been, in, he's been in the NFL since forever. He's like well, Hunter like the same year Osborne. He's like Hunter when he was eleven. Yeah. But yes, they are the exact same age. Or wow, Timmy Egg Gonzaga. Yeah, he's been there forever, and you just don't get it. I'm concerned about Dalvin Cook too. Dalvin Cook is an is a Lions killer. He has he hates that Honolulu blue and he just destroys it every time they play for the most part. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not I'm not Dalvin Cook is the least of my worries. It's my the biggest least? No, my biggest worry is what you said to start the show. It's one o'clock and Kirk I mean, Cousins yeah, is but, but like but also like I think like the least of my worries may be like how well the Lions punt today. Like